Welcome to 90 Day Have Your Say, a podcast on our favorite show and yours, 90 Day Fiance. DeGill? DeBay? Are you ready to break this down? I'm ready to break it down. Okay, we're back. I'm proud of us. Why is that? Because we, we, we kept our back. promise? Kept our promise? on our unwavering commitment to this podcast. (laughs) We don't waver. We do a lot of things, but wavering is not what we do. No, we do do a lot of things. We do another podcast, Housewives franchise, Roni. So we really committed. (laughs) Hey, my heart belongs to Tenderoni. It really does. Uh, Who's who's coming in? And and first and foremost, Ramones. Uh, who's coming on that show? What are the rumors? Wendy Williams? Is that happening? No. Shut the front door. I didn't there hear was, that. There was a rumor. Andy Cohen was trying to get her to come on. I think she turned it down, though. Need Wendy Williams on. Yeah, I think that got shut down, though. I mean, I, that's kind of a couple months old. I, there was just a, a rumor about it, and Wendy Williams was like, I, I think she turned it down. Um, but there's all kinds of people who are rumored to be on all these different Housewives franchises. I think one yeah. of the... One of the Beverly Hills or Orange County, one of those had some big name too, right? Uh, yeah, I've totally fallen off OC. It's just, it's such a different dynamic. Those ladies are, they, to me, they're not really you know, what housewives were meant to be. You know, like aspirational lifestyles, like tons of money. They just, they're, they're like, a, oh, I won't say it, but I've fallen off them <laughs> and I cannot come back. But Wendy Williams would be such a great replacement for Bethany. It would be a total, right? Like it would just completely, but Andy Cohen's got to figure it out. So he was all about it. He was, he was full court pressing her basketball term, uh, total full court press on her. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if Wendy was in the right space. Who knows? Maybe Andy will, uh, will be relentless about it. But as long as Moans is there, you know how it is for me to pay. I'm all in. On Ramona Singer. Oh, oh, am I? I just do it because it makes you laugh. Sure, DeGill. Listen. Okay. Listen, we, it, it, look, brief rehash for those who missed it. We ran into one of our life dreams. Seriously. Not really our life dreams, but a daydream. We were like, imagine if we ran into Ramona Singer on the streets of New York. And a couple years ago, we did. It was the most unbelievable imagine thing. That. We it did. Was... And DeBay we... choked like a little bitch (laughs) (laughs) the the encounter was deflating for me and i don't think it had anything to do with me choking i mean i definitely stop it around her Uh so i definitely choked but i to you we could have turned that around is you could have completely you should have like approached her with your charm and how, how, you, how you turn this on me is one of your remarkable feats of man of, of, of all time. Yeah, but that's our dynamic. Like, so when I saw Tinsley in Vegas, right. I poked also again. You did. Yeah. I, I hooked you up that time, though. I chased them. I know. And you spoke to them, and her and Scott. She was with Scott at the time. Right. But I'm just more... I'm just warning you about the Ramona thing, though. Like, if that had happened, like, what if afterwards I was like, hey, look, Ramona and I are going to hang out tonight. Then what would you have been like? I'd be like, FaceTime me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, there's not, there's not going to be any FaceTime. I'm sorry. Moans and I need a little alone's time. You know what I mean? But you know what? I would say the odds of us running into her are pretty high. Well, you know, considering we'll devote our lives to it and just hang out on the streets. I don't think she left Upper East. I think she's probably still in the neighborhood. Maybe. Hey, uh, debate. you don't mind if I eat a piece of string cheese while we do this podcast? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Thing out while we're podcasting. Yeah. I want to be rude. By all means, to go. Okay. have your snack. Thank you. That a toddler has. <laughs> now I'm told I peel this. Is that how this works? Yes, you can't be a psychopath and bite into a cheese string. Okay. The whole point is to peel it. All right. What would you like to talk about first? Oh, so good. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're back to before the 90 days. We have six and a half couples to cover. The half being Caesar. Yeah. But we always start with my favorite. And boy, do I have a lot to say about Mr. Tom. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, so he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. Like, he is a 39-year-old. He's a fronter. So last podcast, you said, you know, Tom came really good in this episode, logical, sensible person. He handles Darcy's craziness well. Uh, I can see how he comes off that way. But what I saw in this last episode on Sunday is that he is a master manipulator. He fully knows and has seen for himself how desperate Darcy is for, for his love or just love in general. She displays it all the, all the time, constantly makes references to walking down the aisle with him, to getting him to say that he's committed, that he loves her. She's screaming it from the rooftop. She's so desperate for this. And how he played with her at that dinner table when he pulled out that box and made her think that it was going to be a proposal. <laughs> that, uh, that wasn't even a real key, was it? Yeah, it was some bullshit knocking him. He is such a troll. I'm so pissed at him. And, you know, people can say whatever they want about Darcy. She's pathetic and she cries too much and she's emotional. Line is, is that, okay, acknowledge that she is emotionally unhinged. Okay. <laughs> she's at a point in her life. Let's establish that. She, let's just take that off the table to begin with. Fine, fine. Let's let her be. But really, her intentions are, are, are good. She really just wants love in her life. She wants to love somebody. She has a lot of it in her heart. She wants someone who's going to love her back and treat her like the queen that she is. It, that, and she, she, that she the, perceives herself to be, yes. Well, it's not that she perceives. She really doesn't even. I think that's the problem. She doesn't love herself enough. Sometimes I, really sometimes did, I just, sometimes I just don't think I'm good enough for you. Sometimes I just don't think that I'm good enough for you. Why does she talk like that? <laughs> That's not the point, Gil. Oh, the point is that she just desperately wants it. Tom recognizes that, and he fucked with her feelings. He's toying with her emotions. And then, you know, when we were watching, you were saying like. Oh, that was really nice of him to say all those things like old girl that I've ever met and whatever. Well, okay. But that was all just to build up 
this thing that he's going to disappoint her with and he knows she's <laughs> going to be disappointed. Just maybe, like maybe when so. they were driving to court, right? And the and what does he say? He leads with saying, I'm going to be busy, so I'm not going to have much time for you over the next 10 days. Like, why would you even say that? Why wouldn't you say, why wouldn't you say, I'm going to be busy. I have a lot to catch up on. You've been here for a few weeks, but I'm going to try my best to make as much time for us as possible. Let's make a plan to video chat or whatever. Like, he's just such a dick about it. And I believe that he was on purpose. Listen, I have a gaggle of bitches who I have to get to while you're gone for the next 10 days. So... Really? And here's the key to my house <laughs> on the last day that you're here. Well, and you'd need to get on a transatlantic flight to even get here to get in my door. <laughs> so this key is bullshit. And, he, and he's an asshole. I'm well, so mad at him. Well, I, listen, there's nothing I can say to dispute anything that you're saying. I will say this. We already had a sign of that, though, because I don't know if you reacted to it the first time I said on the podcast the other day, which is when they were in Albania. And remember when Tom did that whole thing? I mean, the first sign of him being kind of a dick was when he said to her, he's like, oh, well, you know, you wanted to come to Albania. Had we gone to the other place, we would have been married by now. You know, he's basically dangling that carrot. Um, dick. I, I think things would have been different. He didn't explicitly say they would have been married, but totally was implying, right, to Darcy that, oh, if you hadn't got sucked in by your sister, you know, we'd be married by now. So that was the first thing. The other thing is, I do think, you know, like before the key was revealed, and, and it's hard to know how much is that, you know, for dra dramatic effect, how much is the producers just being like, yeah, let's let's do this up and make it a key or some shit. Uh, yeah. But that run up, that speech right before he then completely breaks her heart with it, where she was like, mm, OK, OK, whatever. Um, that wasn't a little thoughtful 90 seconds, wasn't it? Where he was like. Look, I've noticed it's the little things is why I've fallen in love with you. I mean, that was actually a pretty thoughtful little speech, right? It was like, oh, it was kind of nuanced, like, oh, um, wow, he really, I don't know what happened from one episode to the other, but he kind of loves her all of a sudden. Then he completely crushes her. <laughs> you know? so, so you're right. It was kind of like this build up to, <laughs> to just destroying her. Oh, man. Pure bullshit. Can we just think so about him dancing, though, for a second? Can we just think about that for a second? Because the salsa really How is the How about the fact level. that he's 39 years old? There's no oh, is way he really? Yeah, he seems apparently. way older than that. He seems way older right? than 39, doesn't he? He's also, also one of these dudes. Darcy has been 44 for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, Darcy's 44 for perpetuity. She is 44 for the rest of, the, of her days. Um, she looks great, about though. Tom? Uh, easy. She doesn't look all that great. I mean, she's made up pretty solidly. Can we talk I, about Todd's looks for a second? I mean, for uh, okay. uh, Tom's looks for a second. Do you do you agree with this about Tom? Maybe he's older than he is. Right. I would agree with that. But do you agree that sometimes he is a handsome man, and that in other scenes you're like, oh, for God's sakes, no, you're not. Like it's really weird with him, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, yes, he does have that look. But, you know, that has everything to do with angles, and he's right about that. Like, he knows his best angle, and I've had photographers tell me that I can look really different depending on my angle. So I kind of have that. Like, I... Uh, I've had I, photographers tell me that too, babe. That's not true. I've had photographers <laughs> tell me that too. 
<laughs> said no one ever to me. Okay, well, yeah. I don't know how many photo shoots you've had. Oh, so many, have- so many more than you. <laughs> I'm not competing. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have that face or that look or something where I can look really different, like sometimes really, really bad because of the angles. Hmm. Well, Tom, me, I mean, sir, what are you doing back there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting another piece of cheese. Sorry about that. Um, are you really, once you have you one have piece of string cheese, too? no, just the string cheese. I'm straight string cheese. Uh, Cause I figured out that these were like minimal calories. So I can just pound these down all day. Do we not have an emphasis on dental care in 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 the UK? On this, uh, or how about on this entire cast? There's Tom. There's Benjamin. Um, well, Benjamin well, is more of a uh, had never taken toothbrush to teeth kind of thing. I think he eats Cheetos and goes straight to bed. Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Have you gotten all your anger out at Tom, by the way? Because I know I want to give you space to do that. I know Thank you're upset. Thank you. Thank you for holding that space for me. Um, okay, so he's an asshole, and I feel bad for Darcy because she all she wants is love. But here's my my you know heartfelt insight to Darcy. I just want her to love herself for who she is, for her flaws, embrace and own exactly who you are, have no shame in your game, you know, a little bit less emphasis on exterior stuff, maybe a little bit of deep therapy to handle the emotions that you have that, you know, clearly there, there's a lot around self-esteem. And I mean this, like, I really do mean this from my heart. I think she deserves love. Learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Last thing thing about Tom and Darce, by the way. So they show previews for the reunion coming up. And fucking Jesse shows up. Why the fuck is he there? Wow. Wow. Way to go, TLC. High five, TLC. I mean, I love it, but I, I feel like they should just cut him off from this platform. Well, the other thing that gets revealed is Sean Robinson very nonchalantly points out, so you've been married, so you've been engaged twice before, right, Tom? And Darcy goes, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> you were? You were? I didn't but know you know, that. I don't believe that he was. Like, now I think that Tom is a fraud. He's already been busted posting pictures of that are not his that it makes it look like he has this uh, crazy high luxe lifestyle posting you know clothing of like crazy brands like supreme uh, all these designer shoes uh, everything and then like that he's visiting these places but uh he's been busted that he hasn't that he's copped these pictures and videos so he's a fraud and I, so when it comes to him claiming that he's been engaged twice before, I don't believe it. Oh, another fraud, fraud fraudulent claim is that um, he really lives at home with his parents. And so that's why they were stay, staying at Airbnbs uh, because he is a 39 year old man who lives with mom and dad. Wow. 
And who knows? And I also don't even believe that he lives in Nottingham. Like, I feel like that's just part of the story. Like, it's the most sophisticated place to live. So that's where I'll say I live. Like, that's what I feel like about him. I don't know if it's true. Also, also, are you opening up another cheese string? Last one. Last one. Sorry. Oh, my God. Okay. And... You're four years old. Um, and then now with this engagement theory that he's been engaged twice, I don't believe it. So there's nothing legal that happens when you get engaged, right? right. So there's no paperwork. You don't sign anything with the city. Right. There's I'm, nothing I'm engaged five it. times right now. It doesn't matter. No one knows. Right. There's no legal. Right. You know. And I just think that that's part of his, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Part of his fabricated story that, He's such a ladies' man. He's a player. He gets all these women. And, of course, I've been engaged twice before. Like, I've just had so many chicks. Well, I'm glad you got that out. I'm sure it was a cathartic experience for you. Um, oh, I'm and I hope that... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was saying I'm not done with him. Oh. We'll see what he gives us next week at the reunion. Yeah, one more episode till the reunion, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. One more episode to the reunion. Which by the way, can we can we knock out two of the other couples real quick, lickety split? Because I don't think there's much more to say than we did last week about Omar and Avery. Avery. And then Rebecca and your your inane wacky crush. My yeah. man. Good. Because there's nothing as hot as a penniless fatso. Who... <gasps> it's not about looks. It's about his energy you, or his yeah, demeanor. You, Just... Yeah, you like a guy who chokes a, who chokes a girl by the neck when he's upset. Because remember how he held her neck that one time? I do. And you like a guy who... I do. <laughs> I do. You, you like a guy who... Uh takes charge like that so much so those two couples... i like the way he handled rebecca's bad news oh. she's like giving him an onslaught of bad news and he really handled it like a man like a, a man but he handled it really maturely in the end really have you already I forgotten just, about I... him in that like establishment where he's like screaming at the other dude for looking at her tattoos like what you're you are unbelievable you are you know what this is this is a case study of how girls are wildly inconsistent based on their attraction level to a dude. So if you like, if a, if the same guy says to you, "Hey, how you doing?" You'd be like, "Oh, gross." But if Zied comes and you happen to dig his ridiculous vibe, even though all the evidence suggests you shouldn't, you're like, "Hey, hey, hey how you doing?" By the way, guys are guilty of the same thing, I'm sure. But um, this is case. <laughs> okay. This is a case study of that. And I, for one, just wanted to note it on the record. But as far as those two couples are concerned. Um, those stories didn't really advance much, right? Because the Rebecca Zied story is, yeah, okay, she, we knew that she had this big reveal that she was still married. Of course, he's going to get pissed off. And then in the end, he says, but I love you so much, uh, so I will stay with you so much. And I don't know what the fuck so much. So I don't know where that ends up. But they didn't really, really advance. And then the Avery thing, you know, we learned from the lawyer, hey, look, it's Syria. It's the no, you know, what is it? The ban, the travel ban list. So this shit ain't going to work out for you. And Avery had her mother there, who, by the way, was probably just dropped dead gorgeous when she was younger. Can we agree on that? Because they once showed a picture of her. Also, 
also she is I love her. I think she's a great mom. She's so level-headed. She's also so supportive. And I, I just, I really think that she is the most sound-minded person we've ever seen on this show. Well, that could be. She's and, so mother That could be. But both her and her grandmother are not happy with Avery, and they shouldn't be. But Avery's just ridiculous. And then we see the previews like of Avery talking to Omar on the phone, and Omar's kind of like, I'm not signing up for this shit, <laughs> which is my way of paraphrasing it. You can't really say that. But um, I don't I just I guess what I'm saying is I don't think those two storylines advanced that much this past week. You know, a man Arabic, you know, this is. Yeah, he does. Hey, that's a great call on your part. What a great pickup that is, because I noticed that, too. He doubles up the syllable at the end. Debate. That was solid work out of you right there. You know what Rebecca is? Rebecca's a Debbie Downer. She's like, there's, there should be that sound that plays out. She says, like, wah, wah. She's just like, <laughs> I'm still married, but I love you. Wah, wah. <laughs> but I love you so much, Rebecca. I'm on Arabic so much. Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> Just having fun imitating him. Listen, you know I'm man Arabic. I choke a bitch, and I have no money, and I make you drive, drive, I've. <laughs> Don't you have a problem with the fact that she's driving everywhere? Seriously, like this is the dude you love—a penniless, driver's license-less uh, choker. That's who you love. I go. I would go all the way oh, for Zia. You're, you're disgusting. <laughs> All right. Um, let's just put it this way. Let's wrap it up with a bow. I have no belief that either of those two couples will stay together. I still believe in Avery and Omar. Ah. I think that they're, it's, I think them showing that Omar was like, what, three years separated? I don't know. I think that was editing. I think that he's as committed to this as she is. They're young and they're so hopeful. So, and stupid. I have faith. Hope you're hopeful well, is my stupid. Is stupid. Yeah. Young is stupid though. Mm-hmm. All right, where do you want to go next? What's your excuse. What? <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> I think there was a technical difficulty just a moment ago. What? What? <laughs> where did you want to go? Okay, let's go to Benjamin and Akini. Oh man. Whew. Okay, listen. Everyone is gonna say like the best part about that scene is like Benjamin sitting there with his with Akini's family, trying to negotiate the bride price with her dad, and him just sweating. And he just looks like he's going to have a. He can't even speak. He has. He doesn't even know where he is. And it was so uncomfortable to watch. It was hilarious. But I think the most hilarious part was like in the end. You know he. he he doesn't negotiate a price. In fact, like he's so clueless that he ends, he ends up that he has to pay a bride price probably infinitely. But then her father's like, (laughs) all right, I am satisfied with this arrangement. Now who has the cake? And then like the ceremony part of it is like, them saying, got the cake. It was so funny. Like, Oh my God. You make a song out of everything. Like that's just, it's, yeah. it's like a four-year-old who eats cheese strings and just sings everything. La-di-da-di-da, got the cake. Uh, 
there were so many little parts of that that were both hilarious and uncomfortable. One, did you catch when Akini's brother Fidel just burst out laughing at Benjamin's <laughs> poor negotiating performance? He was like, his bubble cloud was like, what a pussy. He was dying. He was like, this mother- this motherfucker can't get anything right. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Benjamin's whole, the whole thing that Benjamin got out of it was nothing. Benjamin, in the end, was just like, because the father was like, this is unacceptable. And Benjamin was like, well, what can, what can a brother do? And the father was like, I don't know. You figure it out. And Benjamin was like, how about I like uh, pay you more later? And the guy's like, yeah, all right, cool, motherfucker. Where's the cake? Like, that was the whole. The yeah, that was the whole scene. And then the most uncomfortable part of that scene is Benjamin, you know, in America, you know, when two people get married, they, oh, they have that photo op where they feed each other cake. And uh, Benjamin had to feed the mother and father cake, which was just, <laughs> I lost my shit at that point. I was like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. Everything with Benjamin is so uncomfortable. First of all, he, he negotiates from a, st- from a position of having no money. So that's why negotiations don't go well for Benjamin, because he fucking has no money. So, and Akini, God bless her, because she manages to thread the needle on this pretty adeptly between her parents and Benjamin, because you know she knows he's a pussy, right? She gets that. She's like, this dude is, I don't know how I found this guy, but get me to America for God's damn sake. And, uh, and then her parents, and she, she very respectful to her parents, right? Because when, when Benjamin's like, I don't really so that went well right and she's like not really dumbass and he was like well what do you mean i still love you uh and she's like oh for god's sakes what the fuck's your problem and then he's like well how much do i still owe him and she's like i don't know motherfucker why don't you how don't you ask him like (laughs) right like that's what she would say that's what she was thinking and he just doesn't so you're right like in the end what's the upshot they can just string him along for more money forever apparently so i mean I just, I mean, maybe he got a little bit of coaching from Fidel, right? Because before he offers the money, he goes, is this where I use the metaphors? Yeah. And oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yes. I forgot that. Should if I use I metaphors? 60 <laughs> sheep. That would mean I have six thousand shillings like, oh my gosh i can't i can't with should him. i use metaphors did i put my hand in the cookie jar that by the <laughs> way that's disgusting by the way i think they had sex which is just horrible that she had to deal with this right she had to endure benjamin on top of her i'm assuming with his yellow teeth oh, and, it, and oh, it's sweating God. out of his neck and his bangs by the way his bangs are beautiful um so <laughs> That's that, and I guess they're married in. Uh, they're they're married in Kenya, but not yet in the U.S. I mean, who knows what it means, right? And okay, I are we man shaming Benjamin? Oh, I don't mean. Listen, if I'm man shaming him, call me guilty because that's what I intend to do. But what do you mean by man shaming? <laughs> meaning meaning that he I mean, has has everyone not. Everyone is different. You explain. Do what. Should we really have an expectation that every guy, just because they have a penis, should operate in an alpha way? Because that's what Akini says in the preview for the first um, reunion. Is she says, you know, Benjamin is not an alpha male. He doesn't have oh. the alpha energy. Right. And so really should we expect every guy to have 
an alpha personality. I mean, well, he, well, did, who, who Akini said that about Benjamin in the preview? She did. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. So to answer your question, no, we, we not every guy has to be an alpha male, right? Not every guy has to be an alpha male. I don't consider myself an alpha male, by the way. Not not a lot of people have. You know, there's Whoa. different levels of that. But I, what I do think, well, what you think I am an alpha male? What I do think is you're the worst that... kind. You're the you're an alpha male who claims he's not an alpha male. <laughs> I'm an alpha male who claims that he's a uh, gamma male or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm theta. I'm a theta male. Uh, so. I think that, no, not everyone's required to be an alpha male. That's a very good point. But if you are flying across the world to marry a girl and there are traditional customs involved, you do have to man up at that point, right? Like, are we doing this or are we not doing this? So, like, if it meant that much to you to come get her, step up, right? Like, I mean, that's not too much to ask. Well, why do it otherwise? If you're going to push out at the end. I wonder if that shows some kind of entitlement. He wants the girl, but he doesn't want to fulfill whatever obligations he needs to fulfill to get the girl. And I feel like he Grayson as an excuse a lot. Like his son is clearly not an excuse. Grayson. Clearly it's his son and Grayson. he's fully responsible for him. Grayson. <laughs> yeah. Grayson. Um, but he you know, how you can't use the fact that you have a son as the excuse for the rest of your marriage as to why you are a pussy. <laughs> Am I wrong? I knew you'd come to my side. <laughs> I love how you're like, are we man shaming? What a pussy. Your next sentence. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to guys with kids. Okay. It doesn't matter under what circumstance you, you had a kid you got one now. And so now you kind of got to do whatever you need to do to take care of that kid. And if you're going to, for the rest of your life, use that kid as an excuse for not doing better. Yeah. Yeah. Then can't have sympathy. Right. Your, your life shouldn't shut off. Your life should get enhanced and you should try harder. Even I, I am, I don't know, just, I, I guess what for men, with me and Benjamin, what it comes back to for me is that scene in that restaurant where he was super judgmental uh, regarding Akini drinking a fucking margarita. That, to me, said everything you need to know about Benjamin, and therefore I give him no benefits of any doubts. Because it's like, dude, you're judging this girl. She just wants to have a good time not even she just wants to have a drink and you're doing this righteous thing and so if you're going to be all that righteous i feel like we can be righteous towards you too that's a good point a little nicer i wouldn't i'd be nicer you know in my reaction but you know brush your teeth floss that would help (laughs) does that mean okay excuse me while i have uh are you are you done there with your string cheese I myself am um, reaching for a fudge marshmallow cookie. Getting back to our six and a half couples, we've covered Darcy and Tom, Avery and Omar, Rebecca and Zied, and cut the cake with Benjamin and Akini. Do you have anything else to add to Benjamin's plight? No, just that I don't think he has the fortitude 
to make this happen. What do we think about him? And I just think him? Grayson is going to win out. He'll use that as an excuse. What do we think about Benjamin crying? Yeah, he's cried twice, twice. right. I, listen, this is one of these, it's a very entertaining show this year, but I mean, of all the couples we've just mentioned right now, Darcy and Tom, I don't believe they're going to last either. So like, I, don't, I don't have faith in any of these couples. Oh, no, they're totally broken up. The, uh, present day. But I, on, you know what, I think that Tom really, like, he just, um, what's the word? Entrapped her? Mm -hmm. Enticed, whatever that word is. Because I don't think that he authentically was, like, had the same intentions as she did when they intended to meet. I think that he has known her for four years, known the entire time that she's on these 90-day shows, and you know, while she was having troubles with Jesse, she was kind of leaning on Tom's shoulder about the whole thing. And I really think that he saw this as an opportunity to make his debut. Uh -huh. I don't think that he had long-term intentions or honest intentions. I think that he thought to himself, maybe I can, maybe, you know, she's attractive and she has a big heart and she, I know that she will love me and maybe this could happen, but he, I don't think that he was ever in it for altruistic reasons. I agree. I agree with all that. Yeah. Therefore he is an asshole. Ergo, he is an asshole. All right. Who's next? Timothy and Jennifer. Oh, <laughs> you are too pussy for me. By the way, her English is great. She, such a, she really does speak very yeah, well. Great grasp of the language. Um, I mean, where do you, you, there's only one place to start with these guys. They still haven't had sex. He keeps falling asleep or performance anxiety or ED. And then this last time she fell asleep with him. She was like, get out of here, dude. Um, he's awfully weird. He's moody, right? Then he did the whole thing at the end when they didn't have sex. Like, well, he hadn't fallen asleep, you know? Oh, yeah, right, dude. Because all the evidence we have at this sure. point is that you were going to just, like, uh, go nuts with her. So, I don't know. He's a weird dude. I actually don't think she's that weird. I think she's very normal and is perplexed by his behavior. And Well, she's normal and she's demanding. I mean, if that's what you consider normal. But she she does have that, you know, I'm so hot. I expect men to bend over backwards for me. I do have, I, I think Timothy and Jennifer have their journey. I don't think that they last. I think that they're in fact not together uh, present day. But I think the real storyline here is with Veronica. And I think that Veronica needs to do a tell-all interview because I think that she knows everything. And I think she would tell us, you know, that these are Timothy's patterns. This is not this like a specific dynamic between Timothy and Jennifer. I think it is Timothy has issues. He has, you know, and the, the way that he approaches relationships is very strategic because he has to get, you know, like Timothy has been engaged twice. Both failed. Mm. And I think that Timothy is also very comfortable with a woman who has a kid because that kid is the perfect barrier. Like a pillow barrier, Bay. That's right. Um, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty astute observation, I think. 
which makes him an odd person. This is like, it's not transactional, right? Like this is, what are you getting out of this for that behavior? Like, why would you enter a relationship with that sort of frame of yeah. mind? By the way, do we have any sense of how he made his money? Because he was driving around all these fancy cars at the beginning of this, right? Well, I thought that he made and sold uh, like souped up guns. You know, he kind of makes them designer guns. Oh, that's right. Designer guns. Well, even that's weird, right? No, I don't think so. I think people collect guns and then they want to display them and he makes them like all glittery and stuff. Hmm. Something like that. He makes them all glittery? Like, it's so funny is that every sentence that goes by, it gets weirder and weirder. No, that's not weird at all. You know, he just makes them glittery. Well, <laughs> that's normal. True. How do, you feel, how do you feel about dudes who uh, shellac their nails? You know what's interesting? You have a friend that gets mani manicures. I don't know if he does polish, but. He does. And he's like, yeah, so I. I it creeps me if out. If he does do polish, yeah, creeps, he does a clear creeps polish. creeps me out. Absolutely creeps me out. They're just, he's just an odd dude. And I honestly, like, to me, she can be demanding whatever. And you're right. It has nothing to do with Pow and Bugaramang and all that. It's just that because they're from the same city. I had an Uber driver from Colombia who said he's from the most beautiful place in Colombia. And he told me what the city's name was. And I don't know if it was Barranquilla that he told me was, was his favorite and most beautiful place. And I said, oh, really, Barranquilla? I said, where does Bucaramanga last? And he goes, oh, it's not that nice. Uh, <laughs> um but I don't think she's unlike any other person. Well, she's very relatable, right? She's like any girl of that age who has certain wants and needs and desires, whatever. And he's just the odd bird. He's just he be the, his behavior at every turn is odd to me. He's moody. Listen, I don't like my dudes moody. You know, that's a weird quality to have. So, you know, look, add them to the list of I don't think this is going to work out. But, you know, pointing ahead to the reunion, because I'm ready to just fast forward to the reunion here. I can't wait for all of these couples to interact because they showed, among other things, Angela and Rebecca getting into it. Uh, Angela's a fucking loose cannon. I guess that's the last couple we have to get to before Caesar. Um, and maybe that's the perfect segue. But Angela, like, she just straight up lied to Michael, to Mackle's mother on this one. When she was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can, uh, yeah, my wrist is beautiful. Okay, that's not true. You got one egg. How are you going to have a baby, Angela, with Michael? So, you know, she's a, she, I mean, look, we saw it with Michael's friends. We see it now with Michael's mother. Lord knows we've seen it with Michael himself. Um, so uh, come, come reunion time, she is going to lose her shit, it seems at multiple people. So looking forward to that. Can't wait. Oh, going to be explosive. I'm, I, I can't wait for that. My thing with Angela is that it's a basic quality. And I think that she does, she doesn't have manners. And you, mm. you know, everyone has issues, right? Darcy has issues. Uh, Benjamin has issues. Everyone has issues. I have issues. God knows you have issues. What? We all have issues. <laughs> what? But right. I just think that it's okay. We're all human and we all have different life experiences that leads us to the places that we are and how we handle people in situations. But Angela has shown in every respect that she just does not have basic manners. And then I thought to myself watching this last episode, 
it was this engagement party that Michael's family threw for them, which was so lovely. It was a whole bunch of people. It was a, yeah. There was a little ceremonial part of it, a little dancing it was very and nice. a, a feast. And she did say, like, thank you all. Like, wow, you guys put this together. This is great. But I just think, you know, if you had basic manners, you would respect that, firstly, you're in his country. You are a guest to his country. You are interacting with his friends. You are not to lie to his family. You know, it's just basic things. You know, I think that... You know, it was a tell on that. Remember when she was first putting on her outfit and they had the mirror up to her and she caught a glimpse of herself. She goes, oh, get that away from me. Yeah. See, I think that um, that is another sign of being disrespectful, although it could be her being ignorant because she's just is not worldly enough to understand that. It's ignorance. That's right. Yeah. You shouldn't be disrespectful to other people's cultures, even though if you don't you're not used to it. You don't understand it, but you should be open hearted, especially if this man is going to be your husband. I mean, he's Nigerian. Like these are customary things to his culture that you should at least be curious about and, and, and try and have a positive attitude about. It's like in 90 day, the other way, there's a couple, uh, Jihoon from South Korea and his American bride is Devin. And so they do a ceremonial, I guess it was a wedding ceremony um, that is traditionally Korean. And she's got on like the full garb and it's, you know, little games that you play that are Korean traditions. She had the best attitude about it. She fully embraced everything. She's, you know, she's uncomfortable at a certain point because she's got on this, you know, really big dress and she has to hold her arms for a very long time in a certain way. And she's like, her arms are getting tired, but she keeps it up. And she just had the most positive attitude about it, which to me is beautiful. So if you're going to, you know, take on your husband or your wife's culture if you're going to embrace it if you embrace them then you should embrace their culture and you know when she was getting dressed and stuff and she was kind of like i never even worn a bandana yeah but just think about this compared to other 90 day because it just strikes me just think about like you know if you watch pillow talk you see all these couples that are still together right the israeli dude with um the girl who i would say reminds me if i had a sister that would be my sister lauren lauren right um uh, you know, against all odds, Annie and David, uh, Andre for all of his male chauvinism is still with Elizabeth. Like, so there are couples that lasted on these other uh, series, on these other seasons. There is nary a one on this one that's going to last. None of them. Least of hmm. which. Oh, you agree with that? I think Caesar and Maria last. <laughs> that's the one I'm going. <laughs> Least of which Caesar. And his catfishing, what was her name? Maria. Maria. Oh, my God. So, you look, this is so outlandish that, again, I have to preface it all by saying, is this real or is this Memorex? Like, is this real? Because so, on the one hand, let's just take, let's just go down these two paths. On the one hand, if it's not real and Caesar's just trying to boost some acting career, fuck you, Caesar, and fuck you, TLC, right, for making us sit through it. On the other hand, if it is real, they have landed on the most fucking amazing goldmine of a dude they could ever have landed on because he is relentless 
in in his desire to make this happen, him and this fictional Maria. And they finally brought in uh, one of Caesar's friends, who's either Caesar's friends or another actor who's trying to get a gig, uh, who is like, yeah, like how many times do you have to go through this season before you before you figure this out? Which is not unlike Caesar's uh, female friend who picked him up from the airport is like, yeah, like how many times are you going to have to do this season before you figure this out? So everybody's yeah. telling him the same thing. And this dude is just like, nope, I'm going to keep pouring money that I don't have from my pedicuring job uh, into this random woman because we're in love. We're back together. Uh, yeah. So where is he getting this money from? Like he's just sent her a couple thousand dollars, maybe a thousand. He's borrowed money to for them to go on this trip that she didn't show up at. And now she, he's saying that he's going to book another trip so that they can meet up. That's more money than I think that he could possibly earn in a month. So I that part of it, the financial part of it is not adding up for me. Not adding up unless he's borrowing it from tons of people or unless, DeBay, it's completely made up bullshit, right? Oh, I know. I don't want to think it is. I don't either. Um, by the way, like, Caesar's another one of these guys like Tom. Sometimes handsome, sometimes not so much. Have you ever noticed that about him, too? Wait, what? No. <laughs> You have never said anything so off base like that before. <laughs> so I guess I'm wrong is what you're saying. All right. Well, never mind. Anyway, I just think the whole thing is ridiculous because how does this end? If it is real, how does this end? Caesar, Caesar Here's the thing. This is with, with Caesar. There is a lot of one-on-one with the producer, right? That they're them capturing that we hear the producer's voice a lot, uh, a lot yeah right asking him questions so are you guys back together right or how much money did you send her or wait what did that text yes yeah, we don't have the other person yeah we hear her voice yeah i know it's in lieu of uh, the other part of that couple not being present but if this were a fabricated storyline if caesar is hoodwinking us then the producers have to be too yes exactly which is why I said oh, fuck you, TLC. No. Yeah, everybody's in on it. Everybody would be in on it in that scenario, you know? Did you see Caesar at the reunion? Did you see any clips of him? I did not, but I was just about to bring this up. If Caesar is present at the reunion, won't it just quickly degenerate into every other cast member just piling on and being like, you're a fucking idiot, Caesar. Can't you yeah, see? Yeah, of course. That's all it's going to be. We're going to have a full segment of that at least. What what would the if he did show up? What would be the excuse? What would the excuse be for Maria not coming on screen? Well, that's the thing, right? So if he were on the reunion, they would have to get Maria on screen. The chances of him getting Maria on screen are slim to none. So the only thing you can have is Caesar on a couch with all the other cast members crushing him. If they were to get Maria on, let's do it the reverse. If they were to successfully get supposedly this maria on screen what it mean like it would completely show immediately in one second just by their ability to get her on she was playing caesar to begin with right because she didn't show up through the entire fucking season until the reunion if that were the case so i am leaning towards i hate to say this i'm leaning towards the fact that this is all bullshit that tlc is in on it 
because I, I just don't believe they found the one dude in the world who, again, it doesn't take one sign or two signs or five signs or 25 signs to know that he's getting completely hoodwinked and completely uh, uh, taken advantage of. They couldn't have possibly stumbled on this guy that, lo- that easily. I, I, I just don't believe it. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are, too. Okay, thank you for listening. Please rate, and if you like us, write a quick review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Fiance Podcast, and I am on Twitter at I am DeBay. DeGill? DeBay? La di da di da, cut the cake. Cut the cake, la di da di, cut the cake. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.